Welcome to the Experiment Podcast, where we talk about life and business and how they daily intersect. I'm your host, Laura Doughty. Let's get to some real talk. Happy Wednesday, y'all. I am super excited about today's topic. And just a little sidebar here, if you hear snoring in the background, in the background, that is Miss Daisy Grace. She's sitting next to me taking a little nap. So apologize if you hear a little, you know, Z's to the left or right of your ear. I'm not sure where it will fall in. But anyway, today's topic is very near and dear to me. And it is about the fact that I want to empower real estate agents to really understand what they bring to the table, who they are in the transaction, and being a little more discerning and having a higher expectation of the brokerage firm that they align with. And the reason that I'm coming to you with this is because I started, some of you that are listening weren't even born yet, I get that it, it's a painful thing for me to have to acknowledge, but it's the truth. But I got my real estate license in 1997. And that was in Atlanta, Georgia with Harry Norman Realtors and very, very traditional brokerage. Love it to this day. Uh, I, I know they are having a little trouble, but you know what, you know, traditional brokerage firm right now is not. But before I got into like officially got into real estate, my father uh, owned a real estate publishing company. The catalogs that he published are called Catalog of Homes and my sister and brother-in-law run that business now. But I literally, I was seven years old going on sales calls with my dad and putting MLS books together. For those of you that know me, you hear that story over and over, but it's just the truth. It's been ingrained in my bloodstream from a very, very early age. Part of the way I earned my way through college was through selling ads and distributing the catalogs to the agents on my off time and during the summer, et cetera. So I have kind of been forced into real estate, but also made the decision to just fall in love with every piece of it. Uh, I have a marketing and design degree from Murray State University, and that is very much in line with everything that has to do with real estate, because it has to do with marketing yourself and understanding the processes for marketing, as well as the design aspect from an architectural standpoint, color theory, all of that. Um, I just love all of it. The textures, um, the tactile feel, uh, the the multi-dimensional, just emotional aspect of walking into a home. So what I really want to kind of press upon today is that there's a massive, massive shift going on in our real estate culture. And some agents are awake to it, some are not. And part of this has come from the aftermath. And, you know, I get that COVID's still here, but the massive part of the impact of it to the real estate business has already kind of sunk in. So people like Ryan Serhant, who definitely had the boost of the Million Dollar Listing New York show, have, you know, left their independent brokerage firm that was fairly decently, you know, small to middle size and started his own firm and created a completely different culture that's not currently available in the traditional model, say with a Realogy or, you know, which is owns Sotheby's and Corcoran and Cobalt Banker, et cetera, et cetera. So as an agent 
for those of you that may just be listening to this out of curiosity, you are required to hang your license with a broker in order for you to conduct business. It's kind of like having a license, a sales license, say in LA or whatever city you live in, you have to have a license from the city to conduct business. So it's very similar and you have to conduct business under, you know, a contractual terms. Now, the difference between a license from the city and a license from the broker, hanging your license with a broker, is that the city isn't required or doesn't provide additional services for the money that they take. They take a very small fee every year. And whereas the brokerage firm takes a larger lump sum of the money that you generate and in return, ideally, provide services that are compensatory with what they're taking. And unfortunately, I'm not the first person to be sharing this information, but they took advantage of that. And I clearly, even with Harry Norman, when I started with them, there was, you know, I I think, yes, no, 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 I don't think. I started at 50%. They took 50%. I did an open house for an agent, again, being clueless and green and new and unknowing. And just because I sat on one of her open houses, I had a client that came in, did not buy that house, but bought another house that was twice as much as the house that I sat on (laughs) for open house. And she required that I give her half of my commission. So if I'm giving half to Harry Norman and then half to her, you know, I got screwed. So this podcast is a wake up call to you as an agent to say that just because you feel unsure, insecure, a little lack of confidence, a little lack of knowledge, please don't align yourself with a brokerage that takes advantage of you. Go into your negotiations with your broker, whether you're just getting into the business or have been into it for a long time. And those of you that have, you don't need this conversation. You hopefully already know this. And you literally are negotiating. What are they bringing to the table for the money that they're taking? Because when you go out and solicit business, and or receive business from a referral or a cold call, whatever the situation is, you have to do the work. So what is the broker providing you for what they're taking? Marketing, how fast do they turn around their marketing? What are their systems in processing a request for marketing? How diligent are they in taking care of you and your needs as an agent? A lot of agents align with a brokerage firm because of the network that they have from coast to coast and even internationally. And absolutely, 100%, that is valuable and on some level here and there, priceless. But depending on your market, how much is that required? So if you're in Mayfield, Kentucky, that is not a requirement. If you're in Atlanta, Georgia, maybe. So know your market. How many clients 
are moving into your city from an international aspect? How many of your clients are moving from New York or are they not? Know that before you sit down with a brokerage firm so that you know, do I need to align myself with a brokerage firm that is an international firm or not? For example, Aspen is a perfect market for having alignment with connections internationally. Now, if you're an independent brokerage firm in the Aspen Vale high-end market area of Colorado, you absolutely can create your own network. At Monarch, that's what we do. We align ourselves with other realm people like that that are already connected with a network of agents that I can reach out to and also At other events, I go online, I go on social media. I am networking all the time with other agents in other areas. So don't think that you don't have the tools or the power to do this yourself. You are an independent contractor and you're running your own business. Just because you are required to hang your license with a brokerage firm does not mean that this is not your business. They do not babysit you. They do not, other than your contracts, govern you. How you show up at open houses, if you do something that is out of ordinances and illegal, then yeah, they're going to call you out on it. But it wouldn't matter if you were with a large brokerage firm or an independent broker. That's just human behavior. So please keep in mind moving forward in this next decade that this is shifting. What you need to focus on first and foremost is how are you representing yourself to the public? I was in alignment with Harry Norman and their standard of excellence. I'm literally right now looking at a business card that I have of theirs from one of the managing brokers from my first location that I started at on Roswell Road. And they have on the back of their card, their standard of excellence. And if you'll bear with me, I want to read this really quick here. Excellence can be attained if you care more than others, think is wise. If you risk more than others, think is safe. Dream more than others, think is practical. And expect more than others, think is possible. Holy Jesus, that is me a thousand percent. (laughs) So clearly I aligned with Harry Norman and sometimes you can pay for that culture because being in a culture that up levels you, that feeds you, that challenges you is worth paying for. So this podcast is not a negative towards large, medium, small brokerages, any brokerage. It's to say to you as an agent, be present, wake up to who you are and what makes you move and jive and feel alive. When you have your branding in place, clients, let's just say, uh, you know what, I'm just going to call it Joe Schmo Brokerage. Okay, so you've aligned yourself with Joe Schmo Brokerage and they offer this over here. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't, you know, their colors are what they are, their logo is what it is, their slogan is what it is, but you align with that. Now, if you're an agent with that company and they send out emails, you have to recognize that you're not the only agent that is sending out emails to these clients. Everybody farms specific areas, you know, like there's crossover. There's, you know, we have six degrees of separation. So the potential is there's six people reaching the same person. And you have to 
put yourself in the consumer's shoes and realize, okay, if I'm seeing the same cookie cutter templated information, then how do I discern as a consumer who's better for me? Well, I can tell you. It's by you not falling into that cookie cutter requirement and finding a way to stand out and be you. And there's no brokerage firm out there that will keep you from doing that. And if they do, then you're not in the right place, that they won't be in business very long. So that's the first cornerstone that you need to focus on before you do anything. If you don't know who you are and what you want to be in this business, you can't align with the right brokerage firm. And you aren't going to be able to create a message or conversation with a client because they're not going to be able to discern who you are and why they care. The second pillar of the house that you're building for yourself is your systems. So what I learned over time is that it is those systems that you're constantly refining over and over and over again that makes everything run smoothly. It's like a train. Your branding is the head of the train. It's it's the engine in the front and your systems are the wheels that are turning. Over time, you know, you might hit a rock here or there. You might get knocked off the track here and there. You just keep realigning yourself. So it's those systems. How are you reaching out to your clients? What is the consistency that you're reaching out? And then when they return their call or feedback to you, what are your systems from there? If you're building a team, what is the onboarding process? What is the training process so that they are indoctrinated into your culture? This goes for a brokerage firm or a team. So all of those systems need to be thought through. Now, I'm not saying this to overwhelm you. I'm just saying this to you so that you know what you're stepping into. A house is a house and a business is a business. The only difference is the glossary of terms, okay? So when it comes to a house, it's just, is it in Atlanta, Georgia and you require termites or is it in Malibu, California and it has septic? You You just have to understand the glossary of terms. What changes from business to business and house to house? So with this business, our systems and a lot of brokerage firms don't talk about it and a lot of agents have no idea if they've never started their own business. So this is the breaking point. Honestly, this is why agents don't last as long as they could. And that is because they don't have a game plan to get from A to Z. And then once they've created that game plan, sometimes they don't even bother to go back one and use it, two, to check it, to make sure that it's working. What worked great, yay, celebrate that. What's not working? Okay, how can we tweak that? There's no wrong. It's just continual improvement. That is what excellence is. The third pillar of your house is about consistency. How are you following up? How are you following through? How are you reaching out to people? How are you being consistent in your branding messaging? Is it being communicated through your systems and how you're talking to people, etc., etc.? So it's just consistency in even a text message, your social media, the the colors, the messaging, the consistency of your social media. There's just so many things when it comes to consistency that start with your branding. And then without your systems, 
you don't know how to be consistent. There's no checks and balances. There's no accountability in how you are performing. And the fourth pillar is literally rinse and repeat. So as I said, you're going to constantly be up-leveling. Monarch, we've been in business for over 10 years. And a year ago, I refreshed our website. So there's never, you're never stagnant. It's constantly moving. So there's no wrong way to do it. But you don't know if you're right or wrong if you haven't checked in with yourself to see if you're being authentic and true to yourself. So I love coaching agents. I would, if you're interested in Monarch, you can go to monarchrec.com. That's monarchrealestateconcierge.com, whichever path you want to take. REC or real estate concierge. And I would love to have a conversation with you. If you're like, no, I'm really happy where I am. I'm not interested in moving, but you know what? I need help. My broker's not helping me. I have multiple different coaching programs that go from $500 up to $6,000. So I have so many agents that I've worked with that would be more than happy to share with you what it's like to work with me. And at the end of the day, I just want our industry to get better. I want you to be successful at what you do and who you are and who you want to be in this world. And, you know, I wish I could say across the board that, you know, I know probably, I hope that the intention of the brokerage firms that is what they want as well. But when you start to layer in all the middle management and all of the red tape, let's just call it what it is, it gets lost, you get lost. So that doesn't mean that you have to leave them, but it does mean that you can have a higher expectation of them for what they take from your money. You win when your bottom line numbers on your profit and loss statement are as maxed out as they can be. And that can include who you're giving the money to, because if they're giving you massive exposure through press and media and marketing, then yes, that is so valuable. If they're connecting you with people that you don't have the time or money to connect to, yes, that's valuable. Just check in with where you are. And if you need help with systems, if you need help with branding, you know, I have a a system called Brand You that's an all-in-one marketing platform done for you. You don't have to like take the time to get behind the computer and freak out over the things that you don't know how to do. Myself and my team, we can help you do that. All the way up to customized individual coaching. I do it at a six-month plan where we get you going and every week we meet for an hour and we just check off that list and hold you accountable. And here's the thing, I am the kind of coach that gives you the space to realize sometimes the things that you think work for you don't work for you. I'm not a do it, you know, my way or the highway kind of person. And I could teach someone this one way and then have a whole other way that I deal with another coaching client because you're all unique and individual and there is no one 
perfect way. Now, the systems, the foundational pieces really don't change. I would be honored to have a conversation with you. You can go to my link in bio on Instagram, or you can go to lauradowdy.com forward slash link in bio, and you can set up an appointment to speak with me. A 15 minute consultation does not cost you a thing. I would be happy to help you in whatever way I can. And on this Wednesday, it is Wellness Wednesday, and I hope that your real estate business is healthy, happy, and bringing you all the wealth that you had hoped for. And anything that I can help you with, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out. Appreciate y'all. Have an awesome, awesome week. Oh my God, we're headed into February. Are you ready? Second month of the first quarter. Let's go. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Experiment Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Dowdy underscore L-E for live excellence. Go make a difference, y'all. The world needs you.